0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now.
1: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Carl Mullins' music-making journey started more than six decades ago, sitting around his mum's kitchen table in Dublin. When Carl migrated to the States, he brought his love for Celtic music with him and formed the Celtic rock band Plowman's Lunch in 1993 with a Grammy-nominated track, Whiskey in the Fields. Some have said his latest record, Fearless, is the best solo music he's ever recorded. Carl and I talk about his musical journey and his new record on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: Glad to make the connection, and uh, good to talk with you as well. So, um, you've got a new record out that we want to chat about for a few minutes. If you don't mind, let's let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about how you got to where you are. Did, did I read correctly? You uh, grew up in Ireland, is that right?
0: Yeah, I grew up in Dublin. Okay. And played, played there as a teenager. Always played music. Everyone in the house, my mother was a singer, and we all kind of grew up singing in the kitchen and all that stuff, Irish ballads. And then I came to Pittsburgh. I came to the States in 76.
1: Okay.
0: 20, and I was an illegal alien for 15 years. <laughs> and uh, ended up in a great band in Pittsburgh called Car Sickness.
1: Yeah, and that was a punk band, right?
0: Well, people said it was a punk band. It was more kind of avant-garde noise making collective I'm not a punk punk. it certainly didn't sound like the sex pistols right okay it sounded more like soft soft machine or something you know yeah
1: okay how did you get from the Irish flavored uh, I'm assuming even early Celtic flavored music into that uh, alternative if we want to call it that punk scene
0: well it was like a breath of fresh air when you were in your twenties then and you know all the prog rock thing I was going to such excesses with light shows and all kinds of twin trucks. chunks. It was just really fresh and, to come up with uh, bands and punk bands or rock bands in London. I was just using three chords and, uh, and some youthful venom to get the message across.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, how long did you stay too, with that it
0: style? Too, it wasn't too far, you know, a uh, field from, uh, from Irish ballads anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we played in that band for quite a while, and then it kind of ran its course. Uh, we had a great time, and we played uh, all over the U.S. and uh, toured and made friends, started our own label, all that kind of DIY stuff. Uh-huh. But then all the same people, we morphed into this Celtic kind of folk band called The Plymouth Lunch. And it was the same people. We just kind of woke up one oh, morning, yeah, all right, and, okay. Uh, and changed direction. But it was all the same people, which is kind of interesting.
1: Did Did you... Did the fan base go with you?
0: Yeah, it did for the most part.
1: Yeah, that's cool. It
0: did for the most part, because we were always about trying to do something new and something different, something original. Uh, although, kind of, you know, we, we nodded to the people we liked and grew up with and listened to. Yeah. We kind of wanted to do, do our own thing.
1: Was the Celtic feel um, something that was intentional, or was just kind of the migration?
0: Well, it was funny. It was kind of always there. The synthesizer player from Carstic was, was always a tin whistle player. Oh, okay. So he just put down a synthesizer and, and played his tin whistle. And the saxophone <laughs> was the same, and the drummer was the same, and I was the same, and I was writing the songs the same, and singing the songs the same. It was just something different, you know? Yeah. We'd, we'd done the Carstic thing, and uh, it was time to do something different.
1: And And you guys were together for how long?
0: Oh, I think I remember all this stuff. <laughs> Quite a while. I took 10, 11, 12 years, something like that. And okay. We played up on the East Coast, New York City, all the Irish bars. We played at a lot of the uh, soccer festivals. We played at in the Stadium. Okay. Um, after the Italy-Ireland uh, soccer game in the World Cup. Things like that. We played Paddy Riley's. We played at Black 47 and all that stuff yeah. in New York City.
1: And when that was over, you... You, uh, if I read correctly moved into kind of um, uh, what's the word day job maybe yeah, booking and doing some artist kind of Correct. things did Correct. the music stay with you?
0: Yeah yeah I'd, I'd always done the booking thing because to be perfectly honest we could never we make a living doing yeah. <laughs> what it was to do. Yeah. and when we were younger we were terribly disappointed Now, in hindsight we're kind of really glad because we've had a very interesting life pursuing other art forms mm-hmm. uh, the drummer and the photographer Synthesizer 2, It's a player just released a new album uh, called uh, "Music for Plants." And hmm. It was recorded the biofeedback of plants actually making sounds and algorithms and oh, wow. stuff like that. Okay. So it's just been really interesting. Yeah, we got to do all of that. Yeah, yeah. I started booking venues in Pittsburgh, and then I morphed it to Philly. It was with the World Cafe Live in Philly for about seven years full time.
1: And and you played along the way personally?
0: No, I didn't okay. really play much. In it. At all, play a little bit. Many of you always have your instruments. I played, you know, little song still. I'm also a painter, so I put a lot of time into painting at that stage.
1: Painting artistically, right? Not not as a uh, house painter, is that right?
0: Correct. Although yeah. I've done I've done that as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what what drew you back to the music?
0: Well, the World Cafe Live thing. I got laid off when the, kind of that recession came. I moved to D.C. and then I moved up here. And for me, the music has always been about kind of making a in the community. In Pittsburgh, we had a songwriter's night at my house for years and years and years. I always found new talents and new artists and gave them opportunities in my booking days. Mm-hmm. And um, where I live up here, I have a little barn, so I started putting on music in the barn. Yeah. Putting on shows up here. And uh, started meeting local musicians and formed a band up here. Okay. Wandering Rocks and made a record and played went back to Pittsburgh and played and all that stuff and we did that for a couple of years and then I was in another band and now I'm currently in a band called Double Diamond which sing a female singer I was about here okay. but then when COVID came all of that got put on hold yeah and when COVID came I just found myself alone uh, you know in the bedroom um with no audience and nothing and and came up the new wave writing songs um uh, that I hadn't done before. And some of the album came out of Fearless.
1: When you say a new way of writing songs that you hadn't done before, what what does that mean?
0: Well, I think when you put on headphones, it's almost like I made a little home studio. When I had the headphones on, and I use one of those, um, uh, you know, condenser mics uh-huh. up close. You really, really, I don't know, did you hear yourself or sing to record?
1: No, I'm I, I'm I'm around music and been around music, so I understand. But I'm I'm not it's, a musician it's in that really sense.
0: Intimate. Yeah, it's, it's so intimate. Really, I mean you just pick up your own breath and you're there, you singing into this microphone, and it becomes a different kind of performance. Uh-huh. I think it becomes a different kind of theater. And you kind of just close my eyes and wrote these really intimate, uh, you know, personal songs, and most of them are first takes. Um, actually. And, you know, so that's when I went out into my barn to do some sessions, I closed my eyes, and I kind of uh, didn't even realize that the power had died. And they was staying away for about 20 minutes. Wow. I opened up complete darkness, and there's like running about the place. <laughs> and on some of the recordings, you can hear the wind howling. Wow. That kind of thing. So yeah. It was really, uh, it was quite magical to record it, to be perfectly honest with you and uh, I loved it and I sent the tracks to my good friend a producer Kenny Allen John Walsh who's an amazing traditional Irish uh, guitar player he tours with Paddy Keenan the, the great bagpiper mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, John uh, you know mixed them and mastered them and, and on some songs put a little bass or a little drum track here or there but it's mostly just me on it
1: we're going to pause for just a moment we'll be right back you are listening to Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Music Magazine. Welcome back to the interview. I listened to several of the tracks um, on the record and there was this the way I would describe it is that there was an emphasis on the emotion, the, the lyrics and the emotion and and the music was just this kind of quiet support system in the background, you know. It just it was a very um soothing almost but very mysterious even okay, very neat good uh, I, I like what you did with that and I like the way you Thank described you, yeah. how it was a new style because it, it, it felt to me like it must be a new something new from what I had heard some of your earlier music
0: yeah yeah uh, it was a new way of singing it's a new way of writing um, almost you know it's, it's like it's like, not on a diary but a lot of little short stories little short personal stories because again, with this COVID thing, this was last year when we were in the middle of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty kind of unnerving and frightening, I think, for all of us who didn't know what the hell was going on,
1: or right. where were we And
0: You know, a year later, IA were more used to us, and I've even been vaccinated since, and so I'm not as fearful.
1: Sure.
0: But it was pretty uh, lonely, I think, for a while for many of us. Mm-hmm. Certainly late at night in the room with my headphones on, close my eyes with the guitar there. Uh, you know, you try to find some light at the end of the dark tunnel.
1: Has songwriting always been a part of your music?
0: Always, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always been writing songs since a kid. I love writing songs. I drive my family mad because I'm always saying, well, that's a great line for a song. <laughs> and I love everyday speech and ordinary things and, you know, I'm always writing dance snippets, mm-hmm. or, you know, on a train, someone says something like that, but that's a great lyric. <laughs> hmm. Or a headline in a newspaper or all kinds of things. <laughs>
1: Do you um, keep yeah, them together? Do you, do you keep those snippets in, a, in a, a format that you can go to readily?
0: Well, these days I do. It used to be all handwritten years ago, cigarette packets and, uh, and napkins and yeah. sometimes on your arm or on your fist. <laughs> but now I have that lovely you know, laptop computer thing. It's sure. it called uh, yeah. notes or something. And I write it there, and, and it's on my phone and it's on my iPad. And I paint in the same manner. I sometimes paint... I don't know, five, six, seven, or eight, or maybe even ten pictures all at once. And it may just end up as one picture. Huh. And that somehow, I write the song like that as well. I could have ten mediocre songs or ten <laughs> songs that I was trying to write about all about. Yeah. But then one day, I'm flipping through that one, and that one line from that song, and that other bits from that other song. And what I came up with on that day, somehow, uh, you know, it makes it come together.
1: Do you have a a practice of songwriting outside of your collecting the the pieces do you uh, is it a daily thing weekly thing do you is it preset how do you yeah, put all that yeah.
0: together well, I'm, I'm, I'm always doing it. that's why I drive them all crazy all the time I'm always doing it. I'm always whistling making up songs drawing or painting constantly <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's more or, organic than you know every day at 3 o'clock I'm going to sit down and work on my music kind of thing
0: oh yeah yeah and I never try to force it I yeah, love that with the painting. If it's not happening, I, you know, walk away from it. Hmm. And I find out about the songs. If it's not happening, just leave it. I mean, I've I've gone back to the lyrics ten years later, turn the page over and go, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, and that works now. You know,
1: how far ahead do you have? What you feel like would be workable songs? Like you thinking? Are you thinking ahead on the next to the next project?
0: You know, I never really think. I wish I'm not particularly great at being a commercial artist. I really mean, don't think in terms of mm. on that. I just I just kind of write the stuff or paint the stuff or make the stuff. The album is going to come out, the vinyl is going to come out, I believe, uh, late August. Mm. So I've already written three or four songs. That my producer friend is trying to send me just do another album. Okay. But I definitely want to have some new tracks on the record.
1: Okay. So, okay. In, in addition to what you've already created for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah okay. about three or four the finished, recorded, everything.
1: Now, is this particular project, which is Fearless, is that right? Um, Correct. Is that out now, available?
0: Yeah, Fearless is available as a digital download on Githy Records. Okay. It's on their band camp page and on their page as well. I also have it on my camp page, and Fearless will become a vinyl album. In uh, late August, right.
1: on
0: uh, on It. okay, you... and we've got a little bit of airplay, you know, like two in the morning in the yeah. radio station, <laughs> six in the morning. Yeah. I got left Wales, and I got on, I think two in the, one in the morning in Ireland a couple of times. Okay, All and right. it was, you know, just small little things. But lots of nice from people and uh, strangers who've picked it up get it of a pretty good distribution network mm-hmm. in terms of it's already on every conceivable platform that there is out there ones I didn't even know existed right. it's on right. Amazon do people buy records on Amazon?
1: Yeah, I do or, my uh, wife does
0: <laughs> oh, i never never yeah. to Amazon yeah. for records but it's on you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff sure
1: yeah yeah, well, I, I should correct that. She bought the hard, a hard copy of an artist on Amazon. So there are still a few outlets for physical CDs. Those of us over forty still listen to CDs. <laughs> it's
0: hard to see. I might come back. I mean, people are listening on cassette. I'd love to go back I, to
1: cassette. I know, I know. It, it, as as bad of a quality as it ends up being, usually it's still a fun medium to listen to. <laughs>
0: I love them. We used to cut them up and paste them back together, right. and kind of make them go backwards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. <laughs> loves all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. The younger generation doesn't know the thrill of of creating analog that way. there was, yeah, we did that too. <laughs> Mixed with it as well. What do you What do you hope to do with this project? Do you um, do do you want to get out and tour with it eventually? What What is the plan for the music?
0: yeah a little bit, and you know there's a big festival up here near where we live Fresh Grass festival. I'll probably get to play that and have the vinyl with that, and I'll probably play with that with the you know, girls in Double Diamond as well and touring wise I mean I I teach art to kids, so I don't have the luxury of of being in my twenties anymore and you know trying about the place mm-hmm. but certainly we play in New York City, we want to go allens, we probably hit Pittsburgh, my twoties in Boston, not too far from where we are, was Toronto, so selective dates. Uh, and we play around the area at all you know, from coffee bars to bars, but a lot of times uh, people are doing what I'm doing here. I put on these concerts at the barn. Hopefully, we'll get back to that. In the fall. And other people are doing similar mm-hmm. kinds of things that that you know outside of venues that there are opportunities to play at mm-hmm. different kind of circuits.
1: And will you go out basically solo or, or try to put a band together and, and take it with you?
0: Always as solo, no money to be made.
1: Right.
0: So I'm going to sleep in three meals and
1: all that stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I also like to make a record that when you go to see the artist, it sounds like the record. Yeah. And, and I guess um, if he's an orchestra, he makes a record, and you go see, you're like, "Where's the freaking orchestra?" Yeah. Right. So <laughs> if you get this record, uh, I want to show up in your card. Uh, it, it'll sound. Like the record.
1: Complete with the barn and and no power. Right. <laughs>
0: Are necessarily to acoustic shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so you, you you tell me where the folks could find it. Is there a place where they could reach out to you if they want to connect in a different way? Website, email address, sure. Facebook,
0: uh, e- email, Instagram. Uh, it's carmelin, uh twenty twenty on Instagram. It's fearless. Um, yeah, so Mullen at Gmail dot com. And if anyone's interested, I'd love to hear about you know in someone's room or their barn or their basement or their backyard uh, and based out of Williamstown in Massachusetts.
1: Great. Okay. And and give me the band camp um, uh, where, where folks can get the music again.
0: Uh, they can get it from my band camp, Carl with band camp, but also Get Hip Records. Get Hip Records have their own band camp page. Good. Thank you, great.
1: Carl. This has been great. I appreciate it and uh, I wish you well with the new record. Thank you very much.